Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to the weekly movie show with the boys Connor. Hello. And Benny. Hi there. Guys, we're live streaming again. Oh god. The pressure is on. Gotta deliver that content. Connor, hey. Connor watch the racism today, please. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, it's been a long week. Let's catch up on what everyone has been watching. Yeah, so... um, I'll... Why don't I take the lead? Um, I finished up on the kind of road to Black Panther. Um, so last we had talked, I'd, I'd kind of gone through um, phase one. Um, I made it... Some of phase one. Most of the way through phase two. What is even in phase two? God, it's been a whirlwind. I've just watched so many Marvel movies over the last Man week. three, Thor yeah. two, yeah. Winter Soldier, yeah. Age of Ultron. yeah. I actually re- like. I don't know why Ant-Man. it seems though a lot of people kind of hate on Age of Ultron. They really do, um, but I don't get it. I th- I really like it. I love it to death. I think it's so so good. I think it's better than Avengers. It, I I'd almost be tempted to say that that's that's correct. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's such a solid film, and um, it's the same kind of situation I feel with uh, Thor two, um, the Dark World, because that movie gets. Also, it's kind of the punching bag for the MCU, but mm. at the end of the day, it's a solid film. Mm. And I think that um, it's one of those kind of avalanche of opinions where one person or, or kind of a set group of people don't like it, and then it kind of just spirals out of out of control. Um, but yeah. I, think, I think with the Dark Wall, it's less that it's people don't like it and more people just have forgotten about it. But I guess when it came out, people didn't like it, so... But it's a good one. We reviewed it not too long ago. It was mm. nice to revisit that. Yeah. We've got all three of the, the Thor movies. We've got the, the reviews up. The Trilogy. Um, the mm. Trilogy. Um, so yeah, so that, that was good. Um, Civil War, as always, is amazing. It's a miracle. Um, it's so good, mm. right? Um, Ant-Man as well. Um, that, that kind of, th- those films, they just really hit the nail on the head there. I just, I really love those films. Um, Still haven't gone through Guardians um, or Doctor Strange. I think those are the only ones that we've missed. I'd be interested to see what uh, what your reaction is for Doctor Strange. Because mm. that one I've kind of like mellowed out a lot since it came out. I think when it came out, I was, gen- I was fairly positive. But mm. over time, I'm like, was that just really mediocre other than that fantastic opening sequence with Tilda Swinton? Mm. Yeah, like, I, I, That's the only thing that really stands out. I'd and go, the final battle. Yeah. I'd go one step over mediocre. I don't think that it's mediocre. Um, but I feel like it suffers from the same thing that Thor 2 suffers from, which is that it's a contained story, in another word, in like an, and um, which kind of doesn't give you the, the hits that a lot of the other ones do, where you get to see multiple um, heroes in them. Um, it's also just, I mean, it's, just, it's not the most interesting out of them all. Um, but by no means do I think it's mediocre. Um, yeah, so I, I, I pumped through them to kind of in, in order to get ready for Black Panther. Um, and you got and, there and we got there. We got, we got to host the sneak peek of, um, Black Panther on Wednesday. Um, our review is up. So give that a, a look or a listen. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, and I've also been going through the office, the American office. You poor soul. <laughs> um, no, I, I just, I think that it's, uh, you get people on Pop- both sides of the camp. Popular opinion nowadays, I think, is that the American one's better. 
What? Yeah, I know. It's kind of you, swung the other way there. You what? Get, you, you kind of get these, those two camps. You get those people that are like, the American one's better. Um, and then you get the other ones that are, it, it just sounds more wanky. Be like, uh, have you even seen the UK yeah. version? Like, yeah. Just shut up. Um, it sounds like you, George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I watched the UK version and I loved the UK version. Um, but I think you can enjoy the two versions. No. Pick a side. Yeah. <laughs> And it's utter hatred towards the other one. It can't even be like, that one's like one point better than the other one. It has to be utter disdain. Yeah. I think there's just more to the the American season. Yeah, because it's got seven seasons. But that that, that wasn't because... And is that 24 episodes a season? Oh, no. Because the British one is six six episodes a season. Six episodes of pure gold. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be honest. I think that... um, you know, the American Michael Scott is a very different kind of awkward. I hate the American Michael Scott way more than I hated um, Ricky Gervais. Really? Um, oh, yeah. The, the I just American can't imagine ever hating Steve Carell more than Ricky Gervais. Is <laughs> such a dis- he plays such a despicable character. I mean, Ricky Gervais, I think, not only did he not have enough time to really build up, but there's something that's particularly grating about an ignorant American that's just like it fits into the stereotype and you have that stereotype behind the already. go easy on the racism this week, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. That, Steve Carell really needs defense against me. Yeah, and um, it might be coming back, right? There's rumors. There, yeah, there are rumors that he's coming back. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting. Um, I don't know. Why? <laughs> Why in the studio? Oh, God. Shut down. Production. Welcome to Australia. Yeah. But um, I'm about... God, I'd say season three or four. Um, and so far, yeah, I've just really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's that kind of cringeworthy humor that I tend to have a hard time watching, which is difficult. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. How about you, Benny? Really hungover, and I can't remember anything about the past week or so. <laughs> um, I, w- I know I watched Black Panther a couple times, so nice. I'm just going to have to leave it at that, I think. Yep. Nice, yeah. We'll get into it in the review, yeah. so don't forget to check that out. Um, uh, for me this week, I watched Cloverfield Paradox. Hey, hey. Oh, you, watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you watched it? No, no, no. I said no. you did watch oh, it. Yeah. Can we talk um, full spoilers for this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we could. But um, if you give a shit and you shouldn't, skip ahead a couple minutes. Yes. Yeah, if you're ahead. watching live, leave the room. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Like I feel with as a mini review I, I once again like the beginning of it i was like really wanted to love this movie mm. like i was like fuck everyone who's giving it a bad review <laughs> everyone hates event or horizon i love that movie um like just like let's do this and it was doing some cool at, shit it was doing some cool shit and then it just hit about a halfway point and it really just took a severe drop and you were like they're not going to be able to reconcile any of this are they they're not even going to try it wasn't even like they tried. It just felt yeah. like it just meandered and went along. And I was so, I just didn't give a fuck. I've never seen more random shit happen in a movie with less follow-up or yeah. reason given. It was just like, like, oh, like, like ghost movies have more sense to them. Like oh. she was in the pipes. Like they pulled out, they pulled, like they hear screaming from inside the spaceship and they pull apart, pull off this panel. Yeah. And there's the, there's the other crew member like in there with mangled pipes. Mangled in wires and pipes and shit. That's and awesome. That was really cool. That was cool. cool but yeah. it was like, you know, let's, where's some continuity here? Like that, the arm in the wall. Um, 
Uh, what's what's his name? Chris O'Dowd. Chris gets O'Dowd. his arm just taken off by a wall. He's just fixing a just wall, randomly. and then his arm like gets sucked in. into the wall, and then he just comes off, and it's like it was he, just he has a completely severed arm, and then they find his arm later crawling around, like and then the arm the they put it in a glass like container to keep it contained, and it starts writing. It starts writing messages. So they, give, they just, give it a pen, and it just starts like giving them important plot points. And it's and like, you're trying why to go, does the arm know You're this trying shit? to go along with it, but then when it, when it comes towards the end, you're just like, there's just, there's just no uh, logic or intent or follow-up or yeah, any semblance of... shit happening. Yeah. I'm always so interested by those kind of like... When something happens and they just decide to drop off from a particular um, plot, you know, or diversion or something in a film where they just never address it again or they don't do any follow-up or something. What's the, what's the reasoning behind that? I mean, who was someone in the production just like, fuck it? Like, I just, I can't be bothered to... Because I think it's like a pitch for like, you know, the, the, the pitch at, at the cool. exec meeting is... Wouldn't it's it like cool, Alien, yeah. but, you know, with a bit of gravity and some interstellar. Um, and it's going to be, the you know, like the top line pitch is great. But do the execs like say, okay, what's what's the final resolution here? It's like the there's hook. There's a big fly, George. There's a hook. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Holy fuck. It's a monster. It's like a rampage fly. It's, it's taking that. Um, is that a horse fly? Yeah. Oh, boy. Bite Connor. Um... Yeah, so that was clever. And then, but then the way they try and tie it into the, the rest of the series and retroactively ruin the other movies. Um, the final monster. Yeah. Go, go online and, and type in on YouTube, you know, Cloverfield um, Paradox final scene. Just watch the last scene. It's like a really bad version of the ending of life. Oh. Um, and yeah. then another cool thing, oh, another cool thing, the only cool thing I did this week a sad existence for me um just kidding uh i went to see um with the sydney symphony orchestra star wars a new hope live with the orchestra playing live so yeah. they got mark hamill up and no he was like oh no. so it's not live <laughs> <laughs> so the movie <laughs> making all these stormtroopers making the pew pew noises <laughs> pew 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 so yeah, they had the movie playing without. Um, so they had the dialogue and the sound effects, but then all the orchestration and music was done by the live orchestra. It was absolutely incredible. Mm. Seriously, like John Williams, that first seven minutes of that movie is so like insane. What he's doing with the ebbs and flows and the way he's complementing um, the what's going on on screen, like he is an absolute genius, and it gave me a whole new appreciation of what he does because you hear these different layers for different instruments, like doing all these different counter melodies and rhythmic things. It's and being able to see it happen oh, would be amazing as well. That, that kind of been easy to get. Did to you did you find yourself kind of distracted by the fact that you were no. looking at the no. orchestra? Or the- I was just like appreciating them both. You know, like uh, another interesting thing with the screening was they had subtitles. And um, I've never watched Star Wars with subtitles before. It's crazy how much you realize that you missed. Oh, holy crap. I must have seen A New Hope 50 plus times. Mm. Minimum, minimum. That's a, that's a very conservative estimate. And there was shit I've never picked yeah. up on before. Mm. Um, so I want to go through and watch all of them with subtitles now. So I can find... Does it translate the Chewy dialogue? 
Uh, no, no. <laughs> what does it say? Does it say anything? Yeah, it's like chewy noise. Or... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it didn't say anything. I don't think. That's um. No. It 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 was it was just the yeah just the text for the dialogue. But um, yeah. I mean, just a fantastic experience. And uh, funnily enough, I'm get I was more excited for Han Solo after seeing this <laughs> than um really before. Yeah, That's yeah. Odd. I I'm I'm pumped. It's very odd. Uh, it's it's given because it's coming so i know it's coming so i'm like i'm 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 open arms with to receive what (laughs) it's you know gonna be and i'm 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 pumped to like see what that's gonna be (laughs) and there was like little hints you know like uh, we're gonna find out about this you know like maybe i never wanted to find out but now it's coming (laughs) out hey i'm gonna go along for the for the ride it's like watching like an inevitable just like a a car going towards a, a brick wall and you want to tell the guy to slow down, but he's just having so much fun in his car. He's just like, this is awesome. And you're like, oh, well, let's just see how this goes. We'll see how it goes. Mm. The faster you go, the more it's going to hurt at the end. Not too long until solo. Anyway, we've got some news to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about the news. Why not? Are you, um, do you, are you okay with this first story? Because it's, it's different. It's changed. Since it, it, it has down. changed. I'm doing it on the fly. Right. Um, the story was Black no, no, Panther. No, no. Let's say what the story is. I want to hear. <laughs> Black Panther is currently tied for the highest rated um, Rotten Tomatoes rating um, of, of, all, of all time for a superhero film. Uh, for a superhero, ah, film. you got so yeah. close, oh, <laughs> so close, yeah. Um, with, with the Incredibles, I asked yeah. you before the podcast, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I asked you, and you laughed at me. <laughs> so there we go. There's a there's an inside look. <laughs> um piss off um yeah it was sitting at 98 percent, which would have made it the highest rated superhero film mm. but um the incredibles was sitting at 97 and it, and it just ticked down so i think that you said it was what 300 reviews yeah about that just under <clears throat> so it's probably going to stay right around there i'd say that's um, a pretty solid number so yeah yeah uh, well it was cool it was at 97 then it actually went up to 98 um after a couple more hundred yeah, reviews they got they got to deal with those yeah. australian trolls yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah. So a lot of goodwill towards this movie, clearly. Yeah. And um it is, a lot yeah. of love going around right now. Yeah. I, I'm I'm wanna hold my thoughts mm. to because we've got the review. Um but um you know, I think I think what's what this kind of reflects is, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregator, it's a yes or a no. Um, you know, it's a good or a bad rating. Mm. Um, so, you know, this doesn't mean it's an aggregate 97%. That just means 97% of reviews are positive. Mm. And I think that really shows how important this film is, you know, um, and and, how ready the world was for it. Yeah. And it's just smashing the box office as well. Yeah. Um, and that's it, Benny. That's exactly it. The world was ready for this. It's, it's a different cast. And I am, I'm so glad the movie, um is delivering on this front which is it's just fantastic yeah if nothing else i think this is a good indicator that studios can do something a little bit different just in terms of casting i mean like that's been a huge thing um you know just saying that it it just the cast looks different Mm. um and and that's not you know traditionally a lot of studios have said well we'd like to but you know we need to be thinking about our bottom line type shit and obviously you can have you can have a big blockbuster movie that appeals to all demographics. It doesn't yeah, have easily. to just be the um, standard. White and they did. They did a a, a a pretty Jesus. That fly really is huge. It's massive. I'm scared. I'm not going to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and not only just in terms of um, 
kind of racial casting, but they also cast an, a good number of women in this as well. Yeah. Um, Who knew that women could be in a movie? If it's a bold choice. <laughs> it's and I salute surprising. Them. Surprising. More than one, in fact. Crazy. But I, I, um, yeah. Mar- I think Marvel's, and, and I guess Disney in general, which is to say almost half the movies that are coming out now, but um, they're starting to make some steps in the right direction with that. Um, and I think they're going to gain a lot of goodwill from people. They'll gain a lot of bad will from, from some very yeah, the, the loud flip, people. The flip side is we have to deal with all this. Oh, if there was a White Panther movie, <laughs> they, Holy imagine, shit. The, yeah, imagine yeah. the outcry. Have you seen? If there was a Grand Dragon superhero. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that there's a, um, there's a lot of trolls going around um, posting, trolls. Yeah, posting fake pictures of being, being attacked yeah. at, you know, Black Panther screenings. Black Panther, yeah. um, uh, screenings yeah, I saw saying that one that because like I'm the, white, the white woman with her face busted up and she was like, I yeah. tried to go to a Black Panther screening. It's, it's utter shit. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how, how determined people are to, to make this so... Force their agender on others. They're, they're, Wait, their what? They're, <laughs> their gender. They're Peter, yeah, they've they're got Peter, Dink, they're Peter Dinklage in, in Bruges. They just think there's this un, oncoming yeah. race war. <laughs> yeah. yeah bullshit. Um, we're going to pick a side. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm really glad that it's doing well. Um, you mentioned that it is killing at the box office. It earned uh, $25.2 million on thir- uh, in Thursday previews at U.S. theaters, um, setting a new record for a February release, which you said was... Double Deadpool's double previous Deadpool's, record. Yeah. Because 2016, everyone was saying, you know, a movie coming out in February. <laughs> wow, this is doing so well at the box office. And for Black Panther to just to stomp on it and double it, mm. that's massive, man. That's, that's really That's not big. like edging ahead. That's taking the previous record and ragdolling it. Yeah. That's insane. It's tracking for $200 million, uh, for its opening weekend, which... If I'm remembering correctly, the the original estimates like a long time ago were at about ninety million for the first weekend. Wow! And, and then, then they bumped it up to like one sixty or something yeah. just before release, and it's smashing the hell. Two hundred million. We're talking like Star Wars: Force Awakens money. Mm. Like the Last Jedi, I think clocked in a hundred twenty or something like that. Like two hundred million opening weekend. That's big, big well, dollars. What are, what are the kind of numbers, or what are the kind of um, releases that we're talking that have hit the, those kind of numbers before? Um, I think The Force Awakens is definitely up there for like a really strong opening weekend. Actually, I think I just read it's going to be the eighth highest, either first day or first weekend uh, release. Wow. Yeah. I'd love to figure out like w- what kind of, because Force Awakens makes a lot of sense. I suppose this in a lot of ways does as well, because you're starting to talk about a um, a, a franchise that is seriously entrenched. Um, and, you know, people are just, itching for that next installment so mm. but, that, that, that but it's, hit, it's ticked it on a number of fronts yeah like this movie all the hype for it doesn't really feel like like this is obviously the last lead into infinity war but i feel like none of the the hype or press around this movie has been like it's the next marvel movie it's all been like it's black panther yeah no i i i certainly get that it, it really is a standalone movie for the most part it is um, in yeah. its execution. So um, I was wrong on The Last Jedi. That's the second highest opening weekend, 220 million. Mm. Um, Force Awakens, 247 million. So they hold um, the first, Star Wars holds the first two. Yeah. yeah. Very um, unsurprising. Yeah. Jurassic World, 208. Jesus. Then The Avengers, 207. And then Avengers Age of Ultron, 191. Mm. Captain America Civil War, 179. Crazy. Et cetera, et cetera. So, so the top six spots, just so we're clear, the top six spots are... No, top seven. Eight. Disney, 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 Disney. Top eight are all 
All Disney, Disney except for Jurassic World, which is Universal. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. We're doomed. Um, that's crazy, huh? Mm. That is that is a bit. But crazy. you can see 200 million. That puts it at number five on the best of all time, the highest grossing opening weekends of all time. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm really excited to talk about it in the review. I just want to talk more about the film, so I feel like I need to move on. Long live the king. Well, it'll be up by now. Um, if you're watching, if Which you're not is watching amazing, live, we haven't even recorded it yet. Yeah, <laughs> oh, um, <the> Matrix. <laughs> I don't know why we let him be filmed. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's like one of those uh, guys that gets like a microphone, and then suddenly they feel like they're a pilot, being like, "What are all the passes?" Like, oh, for fuck's sake! Uh, <laughs> um, Ladies and gentlemen, the second right, news story. Moving on, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris Columbus has signed on to write, direct, and produce Bloomhouse's Five Nights at Freddy's adaptation. Director of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, Home Alone 1 and 2. He wrote Gremlins, which is a big favorite of mine. Uh, Night at the Museum. Wow. Fucking, that's quality. He's had some I, ups and downs. I actually liked Night at the Museum. Yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Boom! <laughs> Shit! This podcast is over. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, you know, Christopher Columbus, he's a serviceable director, but, you know, when you look at something like a Harry Potter series, you know, he definitely set a decent foundation there. He's very vanilla, I feel. And then someone like Af- Alfonso Cuaron comes on in Prisoner of Azkaban and just, you know, just brings it up to so many levels. Mm. So I think Chris Columbus, you know, he's a very safe choice. He's so he's a- saying Five Nights at Freddy's 3 will be really good. Well, I don't know anything <laughs> about Five Nights at F- what 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 this is so, so it's a video game it was a a huge hit um really jump scare heavy very simple mechanics um but a an aesthetic and characters that really caught on with with the youth um uh that it's extremely popular um this i'm surprised this didn't happen sooner actually but it's cool that bloomhouse is doing it that's that's what's got me interested here it's it's such a simple uh premise i if you guys don't know it's a guy gets a new job at a like a chuck e cheese sort of restaurant place as the night security guy and the the animatronic characters all like kind of come to life and they're trying to get him and it's just basically you're watching at the museum man you're watching surveillance cameras and you're just looking for little changes it's like paranormal activity the game (laughs) and you're just trying to um you have little mechanisms you can do turning lights on and stuff to just ward them off it's a very simple um pretty addictive gameplay very cheap jump scares, but very effective. Uh, really cool character designs. I dig it. I think it could make a really cool movie if they play it right. Cool. Mm. It, it, did you guys ever get into... Sorry, it's a bit of a tangent, but Chicken Run? You know, the Ardman, Ardman movie? It's yeah. a hell of a tangent. Um, the game? <laughs> the game for that. Yeah. That was like... It had a little bit of, it was like a little bit creepy, you know, you had to sneak around. This is and, obscure. Yeah. I don't know. Just like Maybe those sort us. of like scary games before a kid. Yeah. You know, it's not like a, a Slender Man, you know, it's somewhere, it's it's digestible for a younger kid, yeah. but it's not, it's still a little bit edgy, a little bit scary. Yeah. Or um, a man child, like you're I'm going to say this game's scarier yeah. than Chicken Run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So it is, it is pretty full on or it's like. It's, you know, it's not graphic or anything. As mm-hmm. I said, it's just jump scares, but it's. It's very atmospheric. It's tense and it's it gets you. It gets okay. you. Mm. Well, will he will he be able to handle this? Do you think Chris Columbus is a good choice? I, I definitely agree with everything you said about Blumhouse. Yeah. Um, 
they're they're really knocking it out of the park with um you know certain certain films and mm. this is interesting territory for them. I think their brand is strong enough that that he'd be able to work within those confines to make something cool. Like he's yeah. he's you know hit or miss to some degree. Um, I don't think he's like the, the driving talent behind this. But um, as I said, he wrote Gremlins, which is something I think tonally could be uh, work really well like this. From what you're saying, there seems to be a bit of overlap there. Yeah, just like almost like my first horror movie yeah. Um, yeah. and something a bit cheeky, a bit funny as well. Yeah. Um, the only problem I have that I can see with this movie is unfortunately in the title because I was thinking as an adaptation, you could maybe... Because one of the big issues with the game is like, why does this guy keep going back to work every day <laughs> with all these yeah, fucking yeah. things trying to kill him? Just five nights at Freddy's. Right. I was like, an adaptation, man, if they did it in like one night, that'd be cool. But then you can't do that with the, the title. I feel like you, you, they could build it up. They could do like an anthology. Just have like a different guy every night. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. It's, it's I, like Cloverfield. They're, they're on a space station one. No, I'm kidding. But I feel I, like I, if, you, if you try and uh, dissect why anyone does anything in a horror film, you're going to be left at the same kind of conclusion. Be like, oh, totally. none of this makes any sense. Totally. But, but I don't know. I feel like in Paranormal Activity, people are always like, what do they say in the house? But I feel like it works well enough in that movie. But with this, it's like, seriously, after the first night of something trying to kill you at work, why would you go back? Yeah. <laughs> like in the movie, it's like, sorry, in the game, I think it's the guy just needs the money or something. There's some very small lip service paid to it. But Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, hopefully they can Maybe make it work. desperate I, for cash, man. Yeah, just like, I feel like they're, I know, I'm they're really more going for an atmosphere and mechanics rather than actual story. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. But a, but a movie is a very different beast. Um, yeah, oh yeah. And I, ho- I hope they can make it work. I, it, it would have to be a pretty liberal adaptation, but I don't know. I think the core concept is really interesting and I think they could make something fun with it. It would have to be a liberal adaptation, otherwise it's just a guy walking around a I don't know, the, store. <laughs> well, hey, the Let's Plays for Five Nights at Freddy's are so insanely popular. You literally could just put that on a screen, I think, if people would go to see it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, I've never actually played the game. Uh, okay. In all honesty, I've watched, I'm curious I've just now. watched a lot of it. I'm I curious. It is, it, is it like a game that you've got to get off Steam? Uh, yeah, I think it's or, on Steam. Yeah. Okay, it's on Steam. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, those indie games can be fun. Mm. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, Michael Fassbender is, uh, is to star in Kung Fury. Kung Fury. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Kung <laughs> Fury. <laughs> We're live, I did, baby. I did a double take as well. I was like, ah, shit. Michael Fassbender uh, to star in Kung Fury feature length film. Um, yeah, the furries. Have, <laughs> have, um, have either of you two seen Kung yeah, Fury? Yeah, several times. Love it. Yeah, this is one that I, um, I unfortunately gave a miss to. Um, uh, I watched a similar style one. Um, it was a series, something about Force Five. God, what was it called? Family Force Five. Dan- Danger, Force Danger Force Five, Five or yeah. something like that. Yeah, very similar aesthetic and and eighties um, throwback. Tone. Yeah, VHS trash film parody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kung Fury. So it's like a, a half hour thing. It's on Netflix now, which is cool. Yeah. It's, it was uh, kickstarted. Yeah, um, and yeah. the guy got like a shit ton of money. That's for how it. I, I remember, first heard about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I remember seeing the the Kickstarter video for it. So da- David Sandberg is a creator, different to David F. Sandberg, the uh, director who we talk about a fair bit. Swedish guy or Scandinavian? Yeah, I believe. yeah. So he stars as uh, the title character Kung Fury, and apparently will do so in the film as well. So um, unclear what Fassbender is going to be doing in it. Great aesthetic. Yeah, um, just, really cool, really really, really well put together. Only around half an hour, 45 minutes. Mm, like It's almost like um, a proof of concept, you know, mm, mm. Um, for exactly what's about to happen. Mm. Um, Has David Hasselhoff in it? 
Yeah. yeah. I'm so interested that Fassbender has signed on to this because I was kind of tracking Fassbender I was, when I heard this this news. I was like, what's Fassbender got on his CV for the past couple of years? It's he's, like he's Alien to get Covenant. Um, like, what else has he done that's X, been massive? Um, X-Men. X-Men, yes, that wasn't great. Um, Assassin's Creed, that wasn't great. Yeah, because he's like such like, you know an I mean? arthouse guy. He's so well-respected. Well, he, he'll but do then something he like does, Macbeth, he does weird stuff, yeah. which he was amazing in. I really loved Macbeth, and then he goes and he does like these little franchise films. But not, I don't like, feel like any of those have really worked out. Um, and he hasn't. X Men. Yes, yeah, but like, I don't think um, First Class and Days of Future Past certainly everyone. Yeah, I mean, everyone, true. everyone loves. True. But I mean, those, I, I, I meant, him I meant in more. Yeah. I, when I say that, I mean more recently. Mm. More recently, like he hasn't had that hit. You know, Covenant did decent at the box office. And everyone but, loves him in it. So. Yeah, everyone loves him in it. But um, I, I wonder if this is kind of like where this is going to fit on the spectrum. Is this going to be more of an indie kind of vibe or are they going to throw a lot of dollars at this and mm. it's going to have that more... I, well, I think by necessity, it's going to feel more indie just because it is... It's got that, that that's 80s, the vibe that, that retro I don't think you're ever going to be able to mass market that. Um, I don't know. P- people are pretty into it these days. I, be, he's definitely sold it on the 80s nostalgia boom we're going through. Um, mm. I, I feel like it's a bad idea and it worked so well as a half hour thing mm. that I literally, every time I've watched it, I've been like, I'm glad this isn't longer than half an hour because um, it's such a cool little... But I can I say exactly watching Danger Force 5, I... So just, just again, you haven't seen Kung Fury? I haven't seen Kung Fury, <laughs> but I've seen... The, the, it's the same kind of aesthetic. It's the same kind of humor. Um, but you haven't seen Kung Fury? Isn't Danger Force 5 more Just like Thunderbirds? Time, man. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't it more like Thunderbirds? It kind of is, yeah. Um, but it, as I said, same aesthetic, same humor. Um, and I would have easily watched another two seasons of it. Easily. Yeah, I've never jumped onto that show. It looks fun. Mm. But, uh, but this, you haven't actually watched it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it looks fun. <laughs> um, but I've seen something that has the same humor yeah. and the same vibe. Yeah. Um, uh, well, and what's that? Uh, uh, um, Kung Fury just throws everything at the wall, though. And I think that's, that's one of its strengths is it's just like 30 minutes of crazy shit after crazy shit. You get that giant Thor guy and then you know, there's a Triceratops cop. And, um, I, it's like a cartoon come see, to life. Th- this is why I don't think that it, it will translate well to mass audience because it's a very specific kind of humor where you just throw some really weird shit in there. Mm. And it will appeal to a lot of people. But if you're talking about particularly the American market where their idea of a funny show is like... The um, Office. No, not even The Office. Oh. I was going to say like um, Adam... Um, the Big Bang Theory. Or Big Bang Theory <laughs> or any of Adam Sandler's films. Like... Mm. They love that kind of humor, mm. the kind of crass style of humor that you really lay onto the Americans today. I know it's, it's <laughs> lumping them all into They're just a bunch of idiots. Adam Sandler. <laughs> I mean, they, they only make all of the shit we love. Yeah, 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 yeah. literally all of it. <laughs> I've just said no. One, I was talking about the tropes or the the, the stereotypes that they get yeah, yeah, pegged yeah, yeah. into. Um, I think we're the only podcast that audits ourselves, and we call each other out. On every yeah, minute, there's no detail. other podcast like, that does nothing, that. Nothing, nothing is slipping <laughs> through the cracks. We hate each other we, so much. We, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah, but I, I, I know exactly what you mean. By the time that half an hour is done with Con Fury, mm. you're like, Phew, I'm pretty like almost like a little bit gassed out. There's uh, yeah. so much going on. I'll tell you what this is. This is um, 
when, what was it, 2004 or something, the world got so pumped about the idea of a snakes on a plane movie. How yeah. funny is this? Let's actually do it. They're actually doing it. And they did it, and everyone was like, oh, they actually did it. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. What, what the fuck? <laughs> we were kidding. <laughs> and we've, we've seen short movies, you know, come into full uh, feature-length films. Never. All the time. And, <laughs> the, the and there's so often that they just kind of, they take what's a cool, you know, compact concept and just like spread it out extrapolate it and just Too like thin. just make it super thin that happened with mama i was literally was that mm. was what i was thinking about and the bubba duck and lights out which were both yeah. all three really good yeah, so really it's good. very common thing we're bad horror. examples for our yeah. arguments <laughs> but those yeah, are yes, all yeah. horror yeah this is um, like very niche 80s retro fun yeah. goofy this song the david hasselhoff song is so good I haven't heard that. From is that from, in the movie? It's in it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's from like the, the first action scene. I, I haven't think. seen it in and, a long uh, time. Schwarzenegger is going to come in and play the president. The president. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, full steam ahead for this thing, I guess. I feel like Schwarzenegger is just taking any job that anyone throws at him. He's like, "Fuck it, I don't care anymore." I'll be the president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Governor of California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. This next story is actually kind of funny um it has to do with marvel being offered to sell uh or sorry marvel offering to sell sony pictures all the movie rights to all their characters in 1998 for 25 million dollars and the brilliant part about this is that this uh, sony was just like nah no, we just we'll, want spider-man we'll just take spider-man off your hand for 10 million 10 million just for spider-man yeah and yeah this is this is like just a little tidbit of history that um uh just kind of came out this week but uh just so funny given the world we live in at the moment that is ruled by, you know, obviously Star Wars and Marvel. Do you reckon like, that CEO of Sony at the time just wakes up in cold sweats every night just being like, fuck, he's fuck. I, I think he's fine with it because he was actually the one who revealed this. He He said in the interview that he remembers saying... Nobody gives a shit about any of the other Marvel characters. Go back and do a deal for only Spider-Man. Uh, Yair Landau... Um, is his name? He was the the head of Sony you, Pictures at the time. You would have to have a good sense of humor about it. Yeah. Well, he's he's, just, he's not uh, in the role anymore, so I don't yeah. know, he probably doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He's probably doing something amazing, something else. And he was right. He wasn't wrong. Like what they what they like. It's taken a long time to get where we are now. And like, and no one could have predicted that the 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 banners for Marvel would have been like Thor and Iron Man. So this is nineteen ninety eight. This is before even Blade. So Marvel was not on the map at all. Like at this point, there there was that Captain America terrible thing. I think maybe um, the the Altman uh, Fantastic Four existed at this point too. So just like garbage, like the worst garbage the imaginable. Worst. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is before kind of X Men came along and changed everything. Yeah, that was the game changer. Yeah, and then you know Sony themselves paved the way, obviously, with the Spider Man movies. Yeah. Yeah, very much. So yeah, just a fun little alternate history that could have been the Sony Marvel universe. Yikes. Yeah, it's amazing how undervalued everything was mm. um, back in the day. And well, Marvel, how... Marvel was at the brink of uh, bankruptcy. Yeah, and why they were selling off so the characters. Ike Perlman, right. the, they were the, licensing everything off. The dickhead who was in charge, who, who has just done every. The only thing Marvel's been doing wrong over the past like ten years is because of Ike Perlmutter, um, and he was like desperate to sell. Like he was like twenty five million, take everything, please. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just wow. lucky, lucky it didn't happen. Yeah, incredibly lucky. Yeah. Right, moving on, we've got uh, Shane Black's The Predator moves from August 3rd to September 18th. Push back just a little bit. Just a little wee bit. Six weeks. Yeah, which um, 
in this case, I think it's fine. Shane Black can have all the time he wants. He's uh, he's an auteur. He's a visionary. He's a genius. He's a mastermind. Let's let's calm down just a little bit. <laughs> no, totally. He's the best. So I, I, you know, cool. Whatever he needs to do. Bring it. No word on why this is. Um, On the flip side, though, uh, Robert Rodriguez's Alita Battle Angel has been pushed back from July 20th to December 21st. This is the one with the weird eyes, right? Yeah, the weird eye anime manga adaptation. Um, That is a huge delay. That's uh, reshoots, reshoots. Remake. (laughs) There's a a certain amount of irony in that I don't think a studio can do right in these kind of situations either you take the time to make the film that you know the fans deserve or you don't and or but sorry if you do people shit on you because they're like oh it must be terrible because they moved it back Mm. or you just try and stick with the date and maybe put out something that's subpar and then the fans shit on you afterwards the sad fact is that these big delays and reshoots and stuff rarely work out like you rarely get like a significantly better product if something's a mess and they move it back distinctly there's you know few little exceptions out there but um often you still just get something it's a big mess you know mm. it's like often often these issues happen very early on in production and mm. if you don't fix them at the time you're kind of screwed and we've got a full trailer for this movie already like it it looked done <laughs> mm. even from my own experience like doing like, i've done a couple short films and some music production and, <sighs> yeah, and they're terrible like, like you i know it doesn't matter how long you push it back like, what fuck i just suck <laughs> No, but you know you can think that tweaking and and holding on to it and and um you know oh we'll just do this we'll just do that and it actually doesn't improve anything and sometimes you second guess yourself oh everything's down you, you <laughs> who's second- gonna cancel the apocalypse <laughs> you you second guess it- yourself and and you don't go with that original yeah. thought and that original notion that um was the <laughs> I got you boy. But I think I think you're talking about two different toys. things. Cuz I mean one you're talking about being a bit too much of a perfectionist and you know I don't think that's what's happening when you're talking about Robert six Rodriguez months. is not a perfectionist yeah. certainly. And 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 certainly not How is it about not? Like it's, six it's months. They, they're saying that this isn't up to the level of standard that we want it to but be so we're going to delay. Yeah, but there's a difference between saying this is a pile of shit we need to fix this and saying it's not as perfect as I but want. But how do you? How can yeah, you say? How can you say? How have you made almost, that inference though to say that this is a pile of shit? Because I can almost guarantee you that there is no way that the studio would allow a you know a production company to or anyone a director anyone delay something six months to just tweak it a little bit. There's it's, look, it's, name it's, me it's, one director. The Force that has Awakens that kind did. Of, the Force Awakens delayed by six months. Yeah, it, look, it's probable that there's you know production stuff that's bad but it could just be literally could just be a, a change of the date because they don't want to be in that really oversaturated yeah. Oh, yeah. period right now because this is a huge summer coming and up. and star and star wars is vacated december in 2018 so but that's not they haven't pushed that back they but for the past three decembers star wars has had a film out yeah so there's a vacuum this is, there so there's mm-hmm. a vacuum there you think you think that this, this quite possibly is try i think they've probably come to their possibly. senses and realized that an Alita Battle Angel movie is not going to make any money anyway. Um, you know, they well saw what broke. happened with Ghost in the Shell, so they're just like, fuck, let's just get whatever we can out of this. And Ghost in the Shell was around a mid-year release, wasn't it? It was around a May, May like or that. June release. Mm. I thought it was earlier than that. I thought it was like April. Yeah, you might, you might be right, actually. It might so, have yeah. been April. March or April. Um, so maybe they're like, let's yeah. just Because that was one of the first movies that we reviewed. Yeah. Yeah, so it'd probably even be March. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, this seems odd for Rodriguez because he's like a notorious 
incredibly fast at working. Like he shoots the movie, cuts it himself, like that, and just releases. I don't know. It. Like it, it's so surprising that you'd say that. He, he's his works always look so polished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love the um, entrepreneurism mm. of um, Rod, Rod, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, I, I love his work. Book. Yeah, I, think I can't remember the one man films. one man film crew or something. Mm. Like just fantastic book and, and watching some of the behind the scenes stuff that he's done. Um, he owns every aspect of the filmmaking process. He's got a, a, a small little warehouse for green screen. Like, mm. it's just very cool that he controls all those components. Mm. Yeah. Um, obviously, this one's a bigger production, so I'm sure he's going to... Expand a bit. Pinewood or something. Mm. Where, where the big cameras are. Right. Well, what's that time, George? It's trailer time, bitches. Nailed it. Wow. You know, told me I was going to leave. Hey. All right, first one, we have uh, a trailer for Incredibles 2, um, the long-awaited 15-year sequel. I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure. I, I want one thing I will say, though, this art style and the character design is beautiful. Gorgeous, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's yeah. got a very caricature-y kind of mm. style. It looks is, almost more stylized than the original. I think so. Like, I think so. Really chiseled characters. Yeah, very, very chiseled. Cool that's it. Yeah. So I think we can all agree that the look of it is on par, if not better, than the original yep. Incredibles. Um, one of the things that I immediately noticed is that the voices, and this is something that we talked about, God, ages ago, which was that this is going to take place immediately after the events of the first film. Mm. Um, but obviously the voice actors are going to have aged 15, 15 years. years. So the first thing that I noticed, and maybe it was because I was looking for it, but the voices, which are so distinctive in the first one, are obviously very different in this one. I thought, um, what's his name is, is Bob Pa sounded exactly the same, but uh, Dash obviously was a kid, a child actor. So they didn't they, get the same guy? It's they, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. A boycotting so this. So they've done what they did with uh, Nemo, which really, was, I thought was really noticeable in Finding Dory um, and had to recast, but everyone else is the same actor, I believe at least. Mm. Yeah, that, that's definitely one problem. Um, I mean, Holy how Hunter, many sequels? Holy how Hunter many? How many I know, I said, look, George, I know what you're going to say. It's because the main hero is a woman in this one, and you just don't like it. Like we already got Wonder Woman. How many more of these do we need? <laughs> I get you, man. Uh, <laughs> I've completely forgotten what my yeah. thought was because I'm so how, angry how, right yeah, now. How many, <laughs> how many sequels? This, how many this delayed? Like how many sequels? Because in a live action scenario, if you do a film 15 years later, you have to write that into the story mm, because to mm. retroactively age people with whatever tech you have at that point of time that that film's being made is probably not going to work out. Mm. So. You know, how many films have done this before other than, you know, the never ending Lion King, King sequels or yeah. those you, kind of things? But those are kind of the, the sequels for Lion King are low stakes. Yeah. Like, no one gives a shit about that. And they're always direct to DVD kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's fine. You can change the voice as much as you want. If you're talking about something like The Incredibles, which, as we, you know, mentioned early on in this podcast, is the now tied highest rated superhero film of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty deservedly so. Yeah, then then you're then you're talking about something that needs to be, I think, dealt with with a little bit more finesse and care. Um, you know, I, and I, I I I say that with full knowledge that I haven't actually seen the film, or that it might turn out, or maybe I'm just imagining the voices. Well, the whole I'm reason for the for delay it. supposedly was that um, what's his name, Brad Bird, wanted to wait for the perfect follow up, like the perfect story. So, um, you know, I, I've certainly have reason to doubt his judgment now after Tomorrowland, but um, <laughs> it, 
at least that shows that he cares enough. This wasn't like a quickly pumped out sequel or anything. But yeah. but why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can fly this entire um, episode. But why do you think they made that decision? Don't do you guys not think it would have been more fun to see the family fifteen years later? Oh, because I certainly do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that. I would be very love cool. to have seen them. Like you know, maybe they were washed up superheroes or something, Could and do they the had Dark Knight like, Returns of Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like no, not but, exactly. <laughs> like phone them up right now. Dark Knight Incredibles sandwich. Look, I understand go. why they wanted to go with a story that happened directly afterwards. Um, I mean, so far, from what we can tell from the trailer, I'm I'm digging the the general vibe of this trailer and the story so far. I I've like. Just, I've waited 15 years to see what the Undermine is all about, man. I really want to yeah. know. He looks great, but um, he looks like something out of Banjo Kazooie. He is below us, but nothing is beneath him. <laughs> yeah, look, I I I'm hesitant. I I. For the most part, don't really like Pixar follow-ups. Yeah, mm. Finding Dory was fine. No, and obviously the um, it was fine. No, it, yes, it was. Stop. No, it. Monsters um, University was fine. I it was, little, it, that. it was a list, little less than fine. I I remember it fine more fondly the more average Pixar movies come out. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know how a Bug's Life is now a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Just, also, just never watch it again. It's yeah. a masterpiece, trust me. All, I, I mean, and this, this is all obviously taking aside um, Toy Story, which has the best um, sequels, I think, of almost any trilogy 100%, out there. 100%. Yeah. Best um, trilogy of all time. Until Toy Story 4 comes out, we'll see. Yeah. Well, exactly. And this is, I remember, and it, it's a very common thing to talk about, which is that I remember when they said that they're doing a third one and everyone just kind of collectively held their breath because they're like, oh, come on. Like, they already did a sequel that was good. You stuck the landing. <laughs> yeah. Like, why take off in, the, in this, like, rickety plane again? Like, what are you doing? What are you trying to prove here? And they stuck the landing. They, they did the landing on three as well. And you're like, whew. Bet they don't hope. I hope they don't announce a. Oh, yeah, they announce a fourth one. Imagine if they nail four. Imagine if four is the best one. I, I can't. I cannot imagine. That'd be insane. No. I mean, I couldn't think that with three and three was after, amazing. But after the ending of three, mm. I mean, two is good, but it didn't have that kind of just that nice ending and just like it just it was like a capstone. Imagine if four was like even more emotional. Like yeah. they like they do like the the dumpster thing again, but they actually I kill them all. Yeah. Don't think I can get more emotional than that bloody. Um, Toy Story three. Did you? This is a little offshoot, but did you guys think there was any chance they were going to kill the toys in Toy Story three? I mean, there was Fuck a yeah. point where they, I was like, I was like, oh my god, are they, <laughs> like this is fine. Like, are they actually capping this yeah. off? <laughs> like this? It was a bit intense. Like yeah. I, I mean, obviously, when you think about well, the it, the bit where they all just accept that they're going to yeah. die very visibly and they just like take each other's hands it's like holy yeah fuck. in that moment it like you're not thinking rationally like if you think about it kind of retrospectively or even if someone told you that beforehand you'd be like no as if like there's just no way that they would do that but when you're watching you're like shit this is happening that movie like, kept delivering on the impossible and it was like this is this could do anything mm. yeah so look so basically incredibles 2 what we're saying is when they blow up the plane this time they're actually going to die yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm dis- I think for me, I'm disappointed in the overall direction, mm-hmm. and and I agree, all the Disney follow-ups, bar Toy Story, I have never Do you say delivered. Disney, um, Tixa, Pixar, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I think Pixar should focus on doing original stories. It's what made their um those run of films so spectacular was mm. the originality of them. I mean. Just the thought of up, up to, yeah, or up like Wally or anything like that. Like, they, there's Ooh. such cool ideas and cool characters, and that's. I think there's a um, not even a writing course. The the 
people from Pixar did, but they were talking about how they get these ideas and they start with original, cool, quirky characters and they, they go from there. Mm. Even their less well-known ones, I think, what is it, The Good Dinosaur, which didn't really make waves at all, I still found really spectacular. I've that watched movie. that. I really loved it. Yeah. The, the, the Pixar formula, though, is very... Uh, very well trodden at this point it's there's a there's a secret world you don't know about like there's more going on here they lift the veil toys are alive bugs have personalities mm. uh the little people inside your head are alive it's always cars are alive it's the same thing it's something is alive <laughs> yeah cars don't remind me of cars <laughs> cars i think cars is good the first one um all right so the next trailer was ready player one this is uh spielberg's world of pure imagination yeah or Pure lack of imagination. <laughs> uh, copyright fucking hell. Um, There's just so many things on the screen at the same time. Yeah. There's a lot going this on. Is, this is very much a generic story by this point. <laughs> I have um, no... Inv- from what this, this trailer has shown me, the last trailer gave me a taste of the, the visual aspect of this, and I was mm-hmm. keen with that. This one was supposed to give me... That combined what's with some, stake? what's at stake? Well, who are these characters? What's the story? And literally, I couldn't tell you what his name is. I couldn't tell you the agenda. It's Wade. I couldn't tell you what's going on. Sounds like a superhero. <laughs> um, a rich, really, uh, I'm not invested in this whatsoever. I think Ben Mendelsohn will be a nerfed supervillain. He'll be a Krennic. Um, yeah. No. Chuck and a um, Chuck and a Krennic. I think that this, I could probably, this close. I could probably tell you the storyline right here and now. Um, I think that, you know, what people will go to and what I think people are marketing for, what, um, who's it produced or who's it? Uh, the studio? Universal. What Universal is, is marketing is the, you know, look, it's the Iron Giant and it's all these cool little, Things that you love all in one place, and I think they're really relying on that. But I remember think that'll this? be their yeah. I think that'll this? be their ultimate downfall. Remember the Halo peoples in the spaceships. Remember Chucky from Child's Play. Remember, remember Zion's Giants. Remember Harley Quinn and the Joker. No, but now I want to know more. Yeah, fuck man. Look, I don't want to get too social justice warriory, but I'm a hopeless cuck. Um, <laughs> The, look, we were saying the world was ready for and needs Black Panther. What the world doesn't need is nerdy white kid saves the world by being a nerdy white kid and knowing more nerdy shit than everyone else. And I say this is a guy with a movie podcast, but fucking hell. <laughs> Ty Sheridan, I'm just not into that like lead character. Like, just it's I get more references I, than anyone, so I'm the ultimate hero. Yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know about that. That seems like the most widely yeah, read comic book. Is. That's what it is. Wins. That's why he's the hero because he's nerdier than everyone. Yeah, else. no. And, uh, look, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know where you're going with that. But like, I, I, I say I we do, don't need another one of these. Yeah, well, I agree. We don't need another this story, which has been, you know, just it's been done again and again and again. Spielberg and again. looks bored to me. The movie looks bored with itself. Yeah, yeah. Like every trailer for this has made it look worse. I feel they are. I think they're looking for the spectacular visual. Um, I don't think it looks know. good, though. I don't think this movie looks good. But no. I, I, not even looking good. It's more about just you know sensory it's overload. Just the amount like, it's of just, shit. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. it's you know big fireworks and Iron Giant and Halo guys and, Awful. and things running around and 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 I think you know what a lot of these directors. Um, and writers and, and whoever makes the decisions for these kind of films, mistake their mistake is that they think we need bigger, better, faster, stronger now. Like that's that's the name the of the song. game. 
Um, and if we get that, then people will be happy. And we're like, well, we, it's not always that we want more. I think that's why we have indie games now that are doing so well. Mm. Because they go back to really simple mechanics um, that people enjoyed in the you know, early 90s, 80s and all that. And, and people are like, oh, shit, this is awesome. I don't need you know, this incredible um, you know, sensory overload, which can work. I mean, you know, and it has its place, but... I hope this movie's amazing, but everything I've heard about the book and everything I've seen from the trailers is just not encouraging at all. I yeah. just can't see this excelling at the box office. Mm. Um, I'm just not seeing it. I can see it doing pretty well. I can't see it doing incredibly well, though. Yeah, it's Spielberg, it's lots of nostalgia, it's big, and it's that, yeah, I can get that. It'll part. maybe be a three, two, three, four hundred million dollar yeah. movie. Um, when it's not going to be breaking any records. Done. No. Flash forward a few months is the highest gross yeah. of all time. <laughs> well, well, you could have said that about Jumanji as well, and Jumanji's done like, just spectacularly well. So, yeah. shows you what we know. Um, speaking of The Rock's next film, Rampage, um, we got a, a big trailer out. Um, this I'm is for this. another. Uh, I, I like the setup. I like, to be honest, I like how they, uh, the story that they put behind it. Oh, um, the gorilla looks great. The George the White gorilla. Oh, yeah, looks yeah. Incredible. Albino mm. gorilla. And I genuinely... Insane. For a moment there, I was like, The Rock really feels natural. Like, for a second there, I wasn't watching The Rock. Just for a split second. And yeah. the rest of the trailer was like, okay, this is You do kind of buy that, like, The Rock would need just a giant gorilla as a friend. Yeah. yeah. Who else can keep up with that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as much as I like the setup... Watching that big destructo scene at the end was um, it's kind of I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's like glaze over. It's like yeah, you know, transformersy, transformersy, or or you know, um, Man of Steely, San Andreas. Or, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like it's once again it's bigger and it's you know how can we destroy buildings and you're like but it's funny that they're getting in uh, they're getting in king kong versus godzilla before the king kong versus godzilla movie they got coming up yeah i like this a lot the look of this um maybe i'm just uh, biased because i played the game Mm. um on the nintendo 64 should you be biased against it if you played the game i'm just pumped i'm just pumped that this is coming out but this thing is I, ridiculous. I, see, I hate I think it's that. ridiculous. I hate the fact that... And, and the trailer to, looks good. They're going to get passed on the fact that some, you know, fucking kid that played Rampage when he was a kid. <laughs> some fucking... This and he's got some fucking movie kid. podcast. Yeah. He's looking this being like, lives in Australia. I'm going to give it a pass because I played a, a very loosely related game back in the day. That's such... Utter bullshit, and I don't think this movie should get a pass for that. If they kill the monsters at the end and they turn into little naked humans, then all is forgiven. <laughs> then it's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I look, I'm, I'm so not. I, as I said, I like the setup, but it gets to that like what I imagine is going to be the second half of this film, and I'm going to get so fucking bored. Yeah, I agree. The setup looks good, though. Mm. The setup looks yeah. really good. And I, I love solid. the idea of. Actually some I, I feel like I feel like with Rampage they could have gone so much more true to the game in terms of that really goofy, crazy style. And this is, I don't know. It seems to be mm-hmm. riding the line between that and, and kind of a credible, you know, trying to be a grounded story. Which means it's probably going to be very middle of the road in the end. And yeah, probably, do, do probably. But I well. like. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm, it's going to be a discount this. Planet of the Apes. 
is what we're looking at. It's, it's going to be a discount Planet of the Apes crossed with um, Transformers. Uh, He's King Kong, done. King Kong, and Transformers. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually completely on your side with this. I played the game a lot as well, and I, it's not related at all. But yeah. I, I think it looks cool. But see, that's that's why I'm annoyed. I, I really hope because you enjoy that game. This has nothing to do with. No, the that's game. what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not excited because I played the game, but I do hope that they actually refer to the wolf and the lizard as Ralph and Lizzie. Cause yeah. I think that'll be funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> they got to have that one that one scene where it really heavily references the game at some point, like all video game adaptations do. Got to do like it. Battleship. Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, if it's as good as Battleship, then fuck yeah, because Battleship uh, was horrendously I bad and kind of hilarious. that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the worst. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad it was good. I, that, I, it went into, there's some movies that I'll watch, which just, they just tip over that little, that little point. Um, Clash of the Titans is one. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Nope. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Battleship was one that was so bad. Uh, uh, it also has one of the most gaping plot holes I've ever seen in my entire life. Which lot. is, um, the the whole mission was that they there were the beamers from the um uh, the, the transponders or whatever you want to call it down on the island. You know too much about battleship, and they're like. Because I, I remember it so starkly. They're like, we need to get into this force field to, to stop it. Otherwise, they're going to beam up to the satellite and, you know, contact their home world. And no one happened to think, like, why don't we just fucking shoot out the satellite that's just floating in space or turn it off? It was just, it was so, I just, yeah, I used to. I'm loving that this is going on right now. <laughs> so our Battleship review is up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Check that out for more, uh, more Battleship. We've got, we got a commentary coming up later this week. Genuinely, I would do a review <laughs> of that film. I think that would be hilarious. I'm not watching that again. Well, that's enough of Battleship. We're going to yeah. step on into the cantina in Georgia's Star Wars corner. <laughs> Sit on down and hear some Bantha milk. Bantha milk. George's Bantha milk. Skull that down. Mm. So we got some Star Wars news coming at you. Really exciting news. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine hires Blade Runner 2049 art director Paul Inglis. Um, and uh, a couple things of note that he's done. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, Game of Thrones, Prometheus, Skyfall, uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Um, it's a good CV. I mean, this guy is just a master. He directs art. Well, wellity, um, and you know just that just that credential, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Sign me up, man. Mm. Sign. Do me you know what else up. jumped out to me is Skyfall because yeah. that movie Chris. for me is just you know what it is. It's a mastering color palette. Yeah, that movie blew my mind when I first watched it. Especially mm. if you take all the the stills and you condense them into a single line. Yeah, it's basically a rainbow. Entire chunks of that movie are you know put into a color palette that's very very distinct fine night yeah yeah and i remember so you know kind of vividly that the the last half an hour of that movie is just it's that's, orange that... it's just very very oh okay obviously because it's, everything's on fire yeah but everything around it is just it's got a palette of orange it's um i mean he, he's just i think uh, did roger deakins do skyfall Yep. Yeah, him and Roger Deakins. Mm. He, that's the pairing on Blade Runner twenty forty nine as well. There's 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 something to be said there. Get Deakins on a Star War. Oh, 
Let's do it. <laughs> Let's call him right now. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think JJ has his that British guy that he always works with. Terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, just laying the team down, man. <laughs> Come on. Hmm. Uh, no, but he's he's um incredible in his own way. You know. I heard that half the time everyone. he forgets to take the lens cap off the of the camera. <laughs> JJ's like, come on, man. Yeah, how, well, I, how am I meant to get all those lens? Three decades of this bullshit. How am I meant to get lens flares if you've got the cap on, man? Come on. Um, but I think in terms of uh, in terms of vis- visual spectacle mm. Mm. to look forward to, I think uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. We're going to see some really cool stuff. Finally, going to get a good looking Star Wars film. <laughs> we can always hope. <laughs> um, Next story, Lucasfilm looking to move away from EA as the official Star Wars developer. So no this is a rumor going around now. I'm going to call this one confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Todd Phillips, who is the... Um, um, Director of the Hangover Trilogy. Uh, sorry, not Todd Phillips. Tom Phillips. <laughs> Just added two Ds there. Hey. Um, I think he's the um, editor at Eurogamer. He said, here's the thing. In a, this is in a tweet. He said, here's the thing. Mario Odyssey has sold more copies on the Switch than Star Wars Battlefront 2 on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One combined. That's a fuck up. Now, that, you know, when you're dealing with that level of IP with Star Wars, like, you need to be delivering because lucasfilm obviously unhappy they want sales mm. you know oh, that game is a debacle all the microtransactions yeah. and so all to, that yeah crap. to give some context ea has gotten a lot of hot water for this general loot box i guess we can call it scandal which is essentially taking uh gambling and marketing it to um children um it's essentially you know it you you pay money and you get a chance base to get you know a leg up in the game or get s- different skins or do whatever um there was a stat that came out i think it's close to 10,000 hours to unlock everything in the game or something like $2,000 mm. um that that pissed off a lot of people um ea took out the the loot box functionality before the release date didn't do an awful lot to earn them any goodwill um they put it back in i'm pretty sure later on anyways Um, yeah they they did when no one (laughs) you know when it wasn't worth making a stink over um because i think at that point they just need to recuperate losses yeah Um, not to to mention it's been like five years they've had the license or so and they've made what a couple of battlefront games that's about it yeah star wars Historically, it's been pretty plentiful with games, and a lot of them have been amazing. Yeah, man. We've really been starved of that for, yeah. for a while now. EA has dropped the ball like, so hard on hugely, that license. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, like, I, yeah, there's so much potential for, for these games, and I just don't think they... And so many that have gone yeah. down the toilet, like, um, what was it? Um, Star Wars 13. 13, 13. Mm. I mean, that sounded amazing. Yeah. Um, that other one, uh, Visceral Games, I believe, was developing something. I think that's right. But it was like there was a Tatooine um, yeah. demo, third yeah. person. Mm. Holy shit. The was rendering, it? the design looked incredible. There's a Darth Maul one that was in development, I think. Mm. As well. Oh, really? really? Cool, yeah. But yeah, wow. so I think the, the opportunity is, is pretty much endless with this. And, and the idea that EA went that route for it, I think is just, I, you know, it's not surprising that Lucasfilm has decided to pull the plug with EA. Um, if you know, not only from a profit standpoint, but just if nothing else, but a PR standpoint, because the EA brand has always been, but is particularly now quite toxic. Mm. How do we get six Assassin's Creed games a year and like barely any Star Wars ones? 
That's yeah. That's, although Ubisoft is just a machine when it comes to that kind of thing. Hell, give it to Ubisoft. Don't you do that. Just I why, heard why not? Activision's in EA, the, but don't do that. Activision's <laughs> in the running as well. See, I'd be more concerned about Activision taking on that property than I would Ubisoft. At least easily. they'd be able to pump out games, you know. Rocksteady, baby. Rockstar. Everything Rocksteady. Do Rocksteady do all games, please? What have they done? They do the Arkham series. Oh. oh they okay. are the kings, man. The kings. The kings. Even, I mean, even Rockstar, maybe? No. Um, depending on, on what you want to do with it. Kind of like a GTA-style um, Star Wars film. Like Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that again. Shadows of the Empire. Shout out to Shadows of the Empire for the Nintendo 64. That is a dope game. Rogue yeah. Squadron, man. Rebel oh. Strike. GameCube one. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Wow. A trench run. Um, even um, That took me like Jedi Knight. Years. Mm. Jedi Knight. They were heaps fun. The multiplayer on Jedi Knight 2 was insane. Yeah. So I think, yeah, there's obviously more than enough property out there and opportunity. EA really didn't capitalize on that. They're a fucking toxic shithole. Let's move on. Final story from George's Star Wars Corner. Uh, John Favreau is voicing a CG character confirmed to be the little monkey alien dude in the trailer for um, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Mm. He was um, rumored to be maybe directing something, or, wasn't he? Uh, I believe, yeah, I think directing a film, he's, he's been in the mix, but I, I think he was rumored, a lot of people said he was going to be playing Jabba. Huh. Oh, um, really? Which would have been funny as... Brutal. <laughs> That's it. He's he like, he no, I'm game. actually the smallest, skinniest character, guys. <laughs> you see him in the... Um, uh, in the Avengers, or not even the Avengers, the Marvel 80 people oh, photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, we talked he's about a last week. Big photo. boy now. I mean, like, I, I rewatched Iron Man 1. He's actually quite fit now. He's pretty skinny. Yeah. I mean, you go back and watch Swingers. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, him tiny. and Vince Vaughn are both oh, like skinny yeah. motherfuckers. So skinny. Um, and now he's just, he's huge. He's bigger than he was in Chef. He put a lot of work into Chef. Yeah. <laughs> he really went method on that one. <laughs> Yeah, he, has anyone told him that the filming's over? Like he doesn't have to. <laughs> well, he's working on the sequel. Yeah, but yeah, Research. that was um, that was you know, I'm excited for that. I, I like John Favreau. I, I generally like what he does. I think he's a cool dude. Bring it on, <laughs> monkey. Alien. like you're not allowed to th- say people are cool. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at you now. <laughs> it's just like a weird thing like you mates with John Favreau now right? well I just like that I he's an actor cool, and he's become you know he's become like, <laughs> like an A-list I like that he's back comedic- in the Disney fold I like yeah. that they're all, all on good terms again yeah. like that's cool mm. you know he set the precedent with Iron Man um, for this whole Marvel thing not, yeah I think an, to be honest I think the thing. MCU owes him quite a bit yeah Disney in general but he's not him. a cool guy he's not a cool guy he's terrible no it's just, you're, you're, you're talking like you know yeah <laughs> yeah like you like hanging out with him on Saturdays or some shit like yeah, that. The blokey's podcast. <laughs> the blokey's movie podcast. You're making so many bold claims today. Be like, we're the only podcast that self checks. We've got to like remind people, only- you know. <laughs> got to remind them. Ben's the nerdiest man on earth. Yeah. Aww. Um, so yeah, that's it. Get out of the cantina. I've had enough of you guys here. <laughs> yeah. Um, get out of my corner. Get out of my corner. I think um, that's just about it. Go go check out our Black Panther review. Yeah, Ben will go full, you know, social justice warrior for you. Oh, you better believe it. I'm going to go on a two-hour rant, and these guys yeah. are going to sit there crying. Let's do it. Well, uh, we'll be back next week. Will Another George? episode, episode, episode. The weekly show, weekly show, weekly show. 
I think one of our good friends might be joining us next week. Oh shit, this is Stay used to us. Stay tuned. <laughs> you can't be like dropping this in the middle Johnny, of the podcast. Johnny, just over in there in the corner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I've talked to you about this on Facebook chat. You guys, no, you yes, once we finish this. Do you uh, know what the great thing about Facebook chat is? It's it, We can check it. It's right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> And I will give you the date and you'll go, oh, yeah, oh, sorry, sorry just, man. So we can clarify. Sorry, if you're this about is to, so funny. This oh, is so damn. funny. If you're about this to show so us good. something yeah. from like three months ago, no, then that does not count. It was about a week ago or two weeks ago. I'm on your side, George. You did or talk three. about yeah. this. Or fuck yeah, you, Connor. Exactly. Or, yeah. or Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> no touch. This live stream is no done. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. See you, fellas. Ha, ha, ha.